0: And good afternoon to you. I'm Al Cresta. Joining me right now is Larry Denninger. Larry's the author of Songs for Clara. It's, it's his first novel. Uh, born and raised in Rochester, New York, uh, which is actually the setting of the novel. He lives in Michigan with his wife and two sons. And uh, has been a, long friend, a long-time friend and supporter of our work at Ave Maria Radio. Uh, you know, I, I knew that you—we uh, talked about your
1: blog in the
0: past— Yes. And I did not know that you were also an aspiring novelist.
1: Yeah, um, it's been something that I've wanted to do ever since my high school years. Um, And first of all, let me say thanks for having me on. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Um, So that goes back a long, long way. Um, I've always been an avid reader growing up as a kid. My parents were very supportive, kind of giving us free reign. Yeah. uh, Giving me free reign. We lived... Several houses from the public library. So, and back when I was growing up, that was the main form of entertainment, yeah. you know, television and but reading. So I read so much stuff. Yeah. Uh, I read through every, every Agatha Christie novel that the library had, every Alistair McLean, um, yeah Doc Savage, and then, you know, in, when I was younger, it was Hardy Boys, Tom Swift. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. And then, of course, The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. So yeah. as time went on, uh, Reading, my uh, my reading choices expanded.
0: But it's, it's one thing to enjoy reading. It takes a special person, though, to turn that love of reading into a love of writing. And the one, the reading is a relatively passive affair. Uh, writing really requires you to invest yourself. Uh, so
1: th- yeah, you're putting yourself out there on yeah. on the written. Uh, on the page with the written word, um, it does take. You have to set aside time and write it out or type it out. Um, and for many many years, I was working on stories that were either um, like fantasy or science fiction. Oh, okay, you know, kind of the the genres that I was most drawn to as I was getting older. Yeah, but then I realized I didn't realize, but it just didn't seem to click. Like there wasn't just this. Um, either a hook or, or a character yeah. or something just didn't really work with with being able to get it from start to finish yeah, yeah. Um, until uh, I sat down and started writing songs for Clara.
0: Tell, did the premise hit you first? I mean, because it's really, I think, incredibly clever, by the way. Well, thank I really you. really do. <clears throat> and um, So t- tell me a little bit about the conception. Well, We don't want to no, give away give the it ending away at all. At all. But, no, of but, course
1: not. Um, but the premise is uh, the main character is a young man named Frank Stevens, uh, mid-20s, um, very musical, almost a prodigy. He would be a, considered a prodigy. Uh, you,
0: you, you're, the book is full of musical references, uh, classical references, so it, yeah, it's especially enjoyable to see those references. So it's just your own background, is there,
1: right? Yeah, I'm classically trained yeah. uh, pianist. I took 11 years of lessons as a kid till mm-hmm. my junior year of high school. Yeah. Um, and then I taught piano for a number of years uh, uh, once I was married and had children. Yeah. Um, and I still play the piano a lot. I compose my own music. Do you? Yeah. What kind of, what kind of genre would you call it? Um, contemporary classical? Yeah. I guess, maybe. Um, All right.
0: Wait, Sal and I uh, had, just had our 45th anniversary on Saturday. We went to see the Juilliard String Quartet uh, in Beverly Hills. Okay. And, uh, they started out with uh, a uh piano. Uh, quartet. Uh, oh, okay. With, of Mozart, in fact. So, oh, Mozart's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. definitely my
1: favorite. So that whole uh, the the music runs through the story, um, not just on the classical side, because uh, Frank's father, um, who he is estranged from, was a composer and uh, instructor at a music conservatory. Mm-hmm. Um, and while cleaning out the house, uh, because his father was put in a uh, facility because of uh, uh, Alzheimer's. Yeah, okay. um, He found a collection of songs written uh, that he had never seen before. Uh, and they were attached uh, with a rubber band and inside it said, for Clara. But his mother's <laughs> name was Louise and he had no relatives that he knew named Clara. Yeah, yeah, So he immediately, because of his estrangement with his dad and for years, ever since they were he was a young child, has had a very combative adversarial relationship with his dad. So he could think and the worst. He thought the worst, right? And uh, went on this journey of uh, discovering who Clara was and why these songs were written. Yeah, and uh, involving other people that in their life and has a very close relationship with a sister, and, and that was a little bit of uh, push and pull, a little bit of uh, headbutting with her on why is it important, you know. What are you hoping to gain by this? Uh, are you looking to score points against your dad who can't defend himself? Yeah, All those kinds yeah, of things. Right. So, um, and uh, it was really enjoyable to write. And I think, um, you know, along with my love of classical music, kind of what's also, uh, it's kind of funny how this story evolved because some authors will say, well, I have everything very well plotted out. Cue cards. Yeah, you're you know, just read scene my by by scene, scene, scene scene. Oh, okay. so that's good. Yeah, no, go yeah. ahead. Uh, so I was going to ask you:
0: uh, how, Do you plan a novel like this, or do
1: you write until something uh, hooks you and then you develop it? So go ahead. Well, Here. this was a combination of what's called like a, a plotter, okay, and a pantser, or which is seating from the writing from the seat of your pants. <laughs> um, this is a combination of both. Um, so let's kind of back up a little. There's an um, online uh, annual. Uh, uh, challenge called NanoRIMO, which is a quasi acronym for National Novel Writing Month, and the month of November. Uh, it's a personal challenge for those who participate to write a fifty thousand word novel in thirty days, and so wow. it, it's it's a lot of word vomiting in a way because <laughs> you're just type 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 type. I got to get my goal. I got to get my goal. And this novel, if I hadn't written it just during that, it would have taken four months. So I really I, I put it down. And, and got done and I had intentions to go back to it during the course of the year but then NaNoWriMo came around and being a kind of a competitive person I was like, okay, I'm going to do this again I'm going <laughs> to write the next <laughs> section <laughs> and so things kind of changed and so it was kind of um, one of the things that was an inspiration for this story uh, and it's, it's mentioned in the novel um, is back uh, in the 19th century Johannes Brahms had a very close relationship with Clara Schumann. Yes, that's right. Um, but it was very platonic, yeah, right. Uh, right? And it was, but it was deep more than just a professional relationship. I think Johannes was probably head over heels in love with her, yep. but respected uh, Clara and respected. And that I think that's the consensus. Yeah, and musical, there was, and there was even musical. thoughts that you know once uh, Clara's husband died, yeah. um, that they would marry, but they never did, and no. it's not really understood why. Um, and I thought that was just, to me, that was just a beautiful. Relationship of two equals, yeah. Um, and then hearing about that, and then I bought the book of letters. Uh, they got published oh. um, about a hundred years later what, of what remained between. Interesting. Uh, he got know, rid of everything, didn't he? He got rid of a lot because he even burned his his manu- early manuscripts. He didn't like he, to leave any. There, there, are, there are some that he has from her. Uh, okay. He tried to convince her, Clara's daughter, who was managing her estate afterwards, to get rid of. Uh, or he tried to convince Clara to, and her daughter said, "No, save them for whatever reason." Yeah. Um, and so I bought the one book. It was only the there's two volumes. I bought the second volume because the first one wasn't available, and the one that was available was like, "I'm not spending $300 <laughs> on a book or a novel that I don't know what's going to happen to." Right. right, right. Um, so that that story was part of it, and I originally was thinking. How am I going to? Let's tie that into the story. But as the story went on, and I'll be honest, I didn't know this was a mystery for me, too. I didn't know who Clara was until about 40% into the story.
0: Interesting. Wow. Wow. That surprises me.
1: Yeah. That surprises me. There were directions that I felt it could have gone, but as things, as characters did things, and that's the other thing about this process for me, was uh, characters, Frank, whether it was Frank or his sister or one of his friends, did something? It's like whoa that that makes total sense character wise, but yeah. it wasn't what I expected. Yeah, and yeah. so I had to follow that trail. I had to follow that path and see where it led me. And that must and have it, been exciting. It really was. It really yeah, was.
0: I've heard people say that before. That when they're writing novels, that in a sense the characters have the characters have character, yes. and and you can't make them do anything you want because they have something
1: in them that you've got to be
0: consistent with
1: right and with with a novel you have there's no room for coincidences in a novel unlike real life right in real life things happen people do stuff out of character and you don't don't really know but as an when you're writing a story and you can subvert some expectations to the reader or throw in a red herring but very rarely uh after a while, the reader might not, just not trust you as an right. author as to what you're right. doing. Right. But as far as the characters go, you can have something surprising happen, and then later it comes out as to why. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you read any Al- um, Agatha Christie novel at the end, who, who Poirot is there explaining actually everything that happened, and um, which is a satisfying end from a mystery. But as for me, as an author, for this story, um, you know, he does find out who Clara is. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not... I, I don't tie up all of the... Uh, not every thread is tied up. No,
0: there, there are other conflicts throughout There's,
1: it, yeah. Right, and and th- in the course of the story, life happens. And so yeah. some of these other conflicts that, that come up and some of these other um, uh, situations that arise, they're not going to be resolved in the course of the story. Mm-hmm. and And I leave it up to the reader to imagine... Uh, and to have discussions with friends. I've been invited to speak to one um, book club uh, as a meet the author, a friend of mine, and yeah. she arranged it. And, uh, and it's fun to listen to other people's reactions. And, and an author can't control how a person responds or, or interprets things, <laughs> right. but they ask questions <laughs> as to, well, why did you do this and what does this mean? And, um, and it's fun to, to get that feedback. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so, uh, are uh, you
0: surprised by how people
1: interpret your work? um well overall it's been received really well on amazon it's um out of the reviews and ratings it's like got four and a half stars out of five that's great on goodreads it's yeah it's pretty similar to that out of 34 um it's it's got like a 4.4 or something like that so yeah um and it's not all family members um <laughs> you know i wrote it in mind. it's like i want to write something that my mom would be proud of and you know and I wouldn't be embarrassed by anything. So it's, you know, it's a very uh, – it's a clean novel. Uh, well, it, there's nothing gratuitous about it whatsoever. we
0: got about 90 seconds. So okay. I've got to ask you the Catholic question, right? Yeah. Uh, you're a committed Catholic. Yes. Uh, you write a novel. Yes. I think, I think the novel, from what I understand of it, is laden with certain, um, I would call, Catholic uh, implications throughout. Yeah. But you didn't essence. intend to sit, write a tract.
1: No, no, no. I I tended to write a story that has at its root the essences of what, like, to me, Catholic literature has at its core things of sin, grace, redemption, the court, the cardinal virtues of prudence, temperance, justice, and fortitude, because those are universal. And I think that's why the classic literature that we have today that people are still interested in reading, human nature is human nature, and the circumstances are different. But when we can recognize ourselves as who we are as humans, not necessarily as who we are as lifestyle or, or, or what we do for a living, but who we are as, a, as individuals and how that interaction works back and forth um, and relationships and families. So it was fun to write. Good. Well, you're going to get a big contract. From <laughs> you self-published. Yeah, we'll see. Not <laughs> pulling. Um, yeah, it's available on Amazon. You can okay. Just Google Songs for Clara or Google my name on Amazon, and it's available as an ebook and as a uh, paperback. And we'll keep it uh, here. In fact, I might, well, we'll talk about this later.
0: Something okay. else we can do with it. Okay. All right. Great. All right. Thanks, Larry. Thank you, Al. It's called Songs for Clara.